Man, how many like the 70 degree weather? That's awesome. That is awesome. We're going to receive communion today towards the end of the service. So if you got your communion stuff, uh, if not, we'll give you an opportunity at that time. You can raise your hand. The ushers will make sure that they serve you. But uh, God is just so good. We are excited. Um, and uh, Pastor Kim's going to join me at the end of service as well. We're going to talk for just a second about connection. And we're, we're revamping a lot of things that, we're, that we've done in the past. We're tweaking them. Everybody likes to tweak something. Uh, uh, so, you know, that, that we just needed to do better. So we're always, you know, assessing, are we doing this? If we're not seeing any good results from that, because our heart is, I don't want to do something if it doesn't do any good. Uh, and so we want it to do good. And so, um, you know, so we're going to be assessing that. We've already done some assessment of that. We're going to make some changes. But uh, we're excited about what God is doing with Connection, what he's doing with this building. And this is uh, Heart for the House Sunday. So as we receive offering today later on, if you feel led to, to help with that, we're uh, how many saw the vision wall that's coming out there? We've already got that started. Looks really great. Tom and his crew have put that up, and that looks it looks amazing. So on that, in the next uh, short amount of time, is going to be the phases of what we're we're planning on doing here at TLC. We meet with an architect on Wednesday just to find out what we have to do, what is needed, what we'll need, and all of those things. Uh, we met with another team last week uh, from our headship uh, from their church and. Walked through the facility. They were very uh, positive, loved the space that we have. <clears throat> and we're obviously we're thrilled at what God is doing. So we're going to see a lot of great things happen. We want to take better care of our dream teamers. And you might be saying, what is a dream teamer? A dream teamer is the people that make all of this happen. So, you know, I, I might be the, the voice box up here that God might use. But there's so many people that work behind the scenes that make all of this stuff happen, that keep the building clean, that that you know do all of that we're going to be opening up the the cafe soon and so there'll be free coffee back again then the time to live life again it's nice to go to a store and, and you still see some folks in masks and i get it i'm not opposed if they feel to wear masks that's okay but i just you know i just want to be like you know what god i want to live i want to do things and and i don't want to walk in fear now i want to walk in wisdom but i want to walk with god don't you so uh let's say hi to our online crowd god bless you guys amen we got people watching us from different states all around. We've had people from Texas, and, and they moved down here, matter of fact, and they're part of our family now. And, and they, hopefully we got more people. Their friends are watching. I don't know. You know, I think they have friends. Don't you have friends, Joe? Yeah, Joe's got friends. All right. And we got people from Florida watch us every week, and so we're, we're uh, excited just on what God is doing and, and how he's doing it. Today he gave me this message. Well, he didn't just give it to me today, but we, we're jumping off that series. We're talking about just we want to... To have a blessed, we want to live blessed. We want to do things the way God wants us to do. And when we're talking about blessing, everybody always thinks it's, it's money. Money is certainly a tool. But I'm talking about just having joy. I mean, just being happy. Being able to have great relationships and walk and know that God is with you. And be able to know who you are in Christ and whose you are. Those are great things. I want us today to talk about taking a leap of faith. Now, my kids are not going to be shocked at the way I wrote this message out because I, uh, I took the words leap and put something, uh, a word with each one of those. So that's what we're going to do. But let me, you know, how many grew up with on your mark, get set? And then we grew up that way and everything was like, whoo, and it was 
we'd all line up or Red Rover, Red Rover, <laughs> send Brett right over. You know, and we'd go and we'd, you know, everything was competitive and we had competitions and, and uh, you know, really, uh, if, you're, if you're honest, we, we compete against other people. We don't, sometimes we don't really want to admit it, but we compete against ourselves, don't we? Even when it comes to personal things. We, I like goals. I set goals. I want to lose this much weight by this much time. I want to do this. I want to bench this much by this much time. I want to do whatever that is. And so sometimes we put pressure on ourselves. But I'm talking to you this morning about what you're called to do. What is God called you to do? And I don't believe, and I'm not talking, I've got a good crowd here. I'm, believe, I'm talking to all of you. You're not just supposed to exist. You're not just supposed to survive. You're not supposed to just hold on till Jesus comes. Everybody knows Jesus is coming. Even people who don't believe in God kind of believe that Jesus is coming. And they're kind of leaning on, well, if God's a good God, then I guess, you know, I'm a good person, I'll get in. We're not here to talk about theology and, and what's, well, I guess I am here to talk about what's right and wrong. But <laughs> let's talk about just what it would be to take a leap of faith, to find, God, what do you want me to do? What is my destiny? And if, if, if I find something that he's calling me to do, how do I get ready and start doing it? You know, they used to tell you, find something that you love and do it to the best of your ability. And if you do it really well and they pay you for it, isn't that awesome? Because then, you know, it was just awesome. I remember when I got a job at the fitness center. This is long before I was called to preach. Well, I was called to preach. It was long before I, I wanted to even hear it. But I liked what I did. I never got up in the morning and, and thought to myself, I hate going to work today. I got up in the morning and thought, you know, I get to do this today. This is awesome. So, I mean, my attire for the gym was sweatpants, a polo shirt, and, you know, and if I wanted to throw in a Rocky Balboa accent, absolutely, you know, yo, Adrian. I mean, it was all good. And I helped people get healthy. So that was great. And God called me into ministry, and I don't wake up anytime now going, I hate what I do. I love what I do. I get a chance to tell people about the best thing that ever happened to me. I get a chance to tell them about Jesus. But I have to prepare. You need to prepare. What's God calling you to do? You need to be ready. You know, this is what he's telling me, and he's been asking me this since the beginning of the year, and he gave me those four things, and I'll share those with you in just a second. But he asked me, he said, are you ready? And then he would say, get ready. So I started thinking about this. On your mark, get set, go. Have, have you ever just done stuff where somebody says go or the gun goes off and you weren't ready? Have you ever lined up for a race and you just were kind of preoccupied and they said go and everybody else took off? God, how do I get back in the race? Maybe that's how you feel today. It's already started and I'm too far gone. You are never too far gone when Jesus is concerned. He can, you can't tell me he can't do it. He can do anything. He's God. See, it's going to take faith and faith is the foundation of God. He told me four things at the beginning of the year. He said, see further, go further, expect, and move the stakes. Now I'm having people that don't know that he told me that send me, the Lord told me to send you this in Deuteronomy. I just got this. Enlarge the place of your tent. Move the stakes. I'm just like, man, God is just doing things. So we have already, now, you know, you can, and you're welcome to see it when church is over. Don't go now. 
But right back in here, we have, I've been teasing. I said it is the inner sanctum. But we've tore out walls because we're moving now. We're in process of moving the offices, which are clear back in the back side of the building because that's just how it was set up. So we're moving closer inside. And the nursery, because the nursery in Kidstown are growing, they need more space. So we need really to have space for infants and toddlers and preschools. So now they're going to, in the near future, we'll have three nursery rooms that are all back there by restrooms, by Kidstown, all of that. That'll just be kids space, safe. We have security that monitor that. They're out there. And so you might go back and go, I'm just going to go back and check it out. Now, after church, there'll be security there. But if you just want to look, security, just be know that I said, you know, where's John? I saw John. John, there's John, and Dad's right here. So, you know, we got security people. Or, no, it's okay. I want you to see progress. There's a lot of things going on. You know why? Because we're seeing further. And if we see further, we have to go further. And we have to expect. We got to move the stakes. You got to start saying, okay, what? What are you talking about? I'm telling you, God's got a destiny for each one of you. It's going to take commitment, take focus, take determination, take trust, take belief, take faith. It's going to take action. Second Chronicles 16, 9, the first part of that, the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. You see, God's looking for faithful followers. So our thoughts today are those that word leap. Look, expect, action, and prepare. Look. Expect, action, and prepare. We have to take a leap this morning. If you're on the dream team, I can tell you right now, I'm going to push you. Not in a bad way, but God's pushing me. And he's not pushing me. Maybe drawing is the, is the word. I don't know, you know, so if I'm not using the right word, you understand what I'm saying. He's stretching me. So I, I can't do this alone. We have to be stretched. Our first thought this morning is look. Look. God told Abraham, look as far as you can see. Genesis 15, 5. The Lord took Abram outside and said to him, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. 22, 17 of that same chapter I'll certainly bless you. I'll multiply your descendants beyond number. Like the stars in the sky, the sands on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies. God was telling Abraham, I'm giving you vision. What do you see in your future? Do you look as far as you can see? Or do you look just to get through today? I don't know about you, but if you're in a survival mindset, you are just trying to get through now. Today is, I don't want to worry about, I got to get through today. Get through today, we'll, we'll go tomorrow. And I get it because the enemy puts pressure, doesn't he? He puts pressure on you and you're like, it's hard for me to think about tomorrow. I got to get over this mountain today. And everybody in here has got mountains. If somebody says, you know what, you, they never have problems, their first problem is lying. <laughs> everybody's plate's going to sit a little different on the table. Everybody's got issues. They got to, God, I need help with this. How far can you see? That's what he's asking me. Brett, how far can you see? Remember, things happen in the spirit first before the natural. So you have to look kind of on the inside 
before it shows up on the outside. You have to see things that God tells you on the inside before it shows up on the outside. How many have ever been to the zoo? Don't say, you should come to my house. <laughs> but if you go to the zoo, I want you to look at some of those animals, and I'm just going to name one. It's an impala, the African impala, not the car, but the animal. And the animal, the impala, can jump 10 feet up into the air, 10 feet vertical jump and 30 feet long. But if you go to the zoo, there is a four-foot fence that keeps this animal back there. And I'm telling you right now, they have the ability, without even straining, to jump over that fence. And why don't they? This is what they say, because they can't see over the fence. And they'll never attempt to jump where they can't see first. And people are a lot like that. They want to see everything first. And it doesn't take faith to see it. It takes faith to believe it and see it before you see it in the natural. Many people need to be see where they're headed, their dreams and goals. And I get it. There's part of that that's really true. You need to write some things down. Do you write anything down? My, my wife is a note taker, a list maker. Anybody else do that? She makes a list. We go on vacation. She has a list things we need to take. Here's Brett's things. Here's my things. Things we need to bring for the cabin. Things da da da. She has them all listed. And you know, and if you're a dude, you're kind of like, I'll just grab me some underwear and some socks and we'll shove them in the bag. And... But you're very thankful that you have somebody that looks after a lot of things that I never think about. You know, I'll be getting dressed and I'll be thinking, oh, I have to do something over here. Honey, did you bring my, I never thought about bringing a belt or whatever, but yeah, I brought it. I got you a pair of socks for every day. Got you this, got you that. Because she, she writes it down so she can read it, listen to what I'm saying to you, and she can run with it. It's easy. She can see it. Sometimes we're asking God and he's telling us things, but we don't write them down. We're busy. The Lord said to me, and this is Habakkuk 2, 2 and 3, write my answer plainly on tablets so the runner can carry the correct message to others. This vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. It seems slow in coming. Wait patiently for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Write it down. There's so many things I write down. I write down right now. I have right now nine things I usually write down every day. And underneath that, I have some other things. I guess I could put a number to them, but I put nine things down. And some of that has changed because the things that I listed, I wrote it down. I did what he said. Guess what? I don't need those anymore. They happened. So the list changed. What are you believing for? How far can you see? The Bible says, Jesus, listen to what I'm telling you. He saw their faith. Jesus saw their faith. You ever looked at your kid and went? Jesus saw their faith. Can he see yours? Can he see what you believe? Is it plain? Do your neighbors know you're a believer? Can they 
see it, not by what you as much even say, but by who you are and how you act. What you do, do you live it? Have you written anything down anywhere? Now, I put this on my list. I'm going to be really open with you. I'm going to be vulnerable, transparent. One of the things on my list, because before we were pastoring, we went around and we sang. And I got to speak and I got to sing. And I was booked as the guy that sounds like Carmen. So I got to do that. I sang a lot of Carmen. And Kim sang Sandy Patty. And after church, you should all swamp her and say, you should be singing again. You would not be sorry. I'm telling you, if I could get her to sing We Shall Behold Him on Easter, the roof in this place would probably come off. Did you hear what she said? You want to write that down? (laughs) (laughs) But amazing. But one of the things on my list is uh, to go and and speak again, to share the gospel, to be a sought-after speaker, not to quit pastoring here, but to be sharing the kingdom and the good news of what he's put in me in other places so that the kingdom will grow and that the enemy will be pushed back. I'm a fighter. My wife will tell you that when she's helped calm me down, she told me I was a redneck. I don't know exactly all the definition of redneck. But I understand it can get quite comprehensive. I mean, it can be long, you know. Uh, So. But I'm believing I'm going to be speaking with well-known speakers. And God's going to open those doors. And at the right time, that will happen. And for me to do that, he's going to provide ways for me to get around to do that. And that's been confirmed over and over again. People I don't even know. People I haven't even. And they came up and said that happened when we had uh, Dr. Jerry Savell here. And they don't know. They just said, this is what I'm supposed to do. I had a guy come up and said, I'm a, I'm a pilot. I'm supposed to tell you you're going to need transportation. Like, okay. I received that. I don't know if he's got a jet in his back pocket, but, you know, I'm good. <laughs> but you might be sitting there going, Brett, I don't know if that will ever happen. Now, here's what you got to understand. I don't base what I believe on what you believe. And I don't mean that bad. I just mean the things that he's told me, this is what I believe. I don't have to have confirmations from everybody else. If they confirm that, wonderful. If God wants me to do something else, that's all he has to do is tell me. One of the things I'm going to do is write a book. I've already started it. I don't know how to write a book. I'm going to have Justin be my ghostwriter maybe. I don't know because he's good at that. I've got all kinds of notes. I mean, all kinds. I have all kinds of stories, and you've heard of many of them, but I've got a bunch. And people are like, you need to put that in a book. Oh, I'm going to. I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to find out. I didn't know how to start a church. And he started a church. So I started doing my homework. This is what I do, or this is what I need to do, or whatever. And I just connected myself to make the destiny happen. What are you seeing? Are you looking as far as you can? You got to see it before you see it. I'm going to say that again. You have to see it before you see it. Have the courage to look where you want to go. Do you see where you want to go? What do you picture 
in your mind happening? What do you believe in God for? I want my family restored. Do you see it restored? What are you allowing in there? Don't you tell me he can't do it. He can do it. What are you looking at? Get yourself a picture. What do you see? Secondly, expect. Proverbs 23, 18. You'll be rewarded for this. Your hope will not be disappointed. When you expect, you fully expect, you just believe it's going to happen. Somebody, you're, you expect this to happen, you just, I'm ready. I'd say thank you now. Pastor Gary and Drenna became our friends pushing 20 years ago. And he started telling me about the kingdom of God. Now, I was ordained in the assemblies of God. I knew about the kingdom of God, at least I thought. But you're never too old to learn, are you? You're always learning. I'm always going to learn, and so are you. And he was telling me about how the kingdom worked. And i got to be honest, I was, I was thinking to myself, I really like you. But I'm not sure about some of the things you're telling me. I've never heard it before that way. And we were just, I mean, God was doing great things. We were seeing great things. I mean, my wife will tell you that. We didn't really know how they happened. Okay, let me, let me put it to you this way. I was in a four-man scramble. Golf, Jack. I saw Jack. Jack said amen somewhere. There he is. Okay, four-man you know four scramble is? They play best ball. Everybody hits a ball. Whoever hits the best shot, that's where everybody hits the next ball. I am not a golfer. But somehow, I hit that ball, and it was a par five, meaning they said it should take you five tries to get it in the hole. So it was a longer hole. We were in that in whatever an eagle is, whatever that is. There you go. And you know why? Because Clark Kent here hit the first ball and it went like 17 miles. Wow! And people are like, oh! And I won a golf bag for that shot. All day long, people were coming up going, how did you do that? And I was going, I have no idea. I mean, I really, I did not know. Did I do it twice? Uh -uh. <laughs> the other times, whoosh, I mean, it was like, look out, because I was probably going to hit you with the ball. You know what I mean? I don't know what I'm doing. It just so happened, whatever I did, did it just right, and it happened. Bro, what are you telling me? I'm just telling you, we were finding some things that happened faith-wise, but I really didn't know what I was doing. And how could I replicate that? How could I get that to happen again? So Gary and Drenda, we, we became friends, and they were coming over. They came to our house. We went to their house. They came to our house again, and our van needed tires and one of our tires was flat and i didn't have money to fix it and i'm i mean dr faith is coming over and i'm already feeling like you know because the enemy is going to make you feel like you're getting judged and you're you know and he gary wasn't judging me they were just being friends i moved the van and put the flat tire on the side he couldn't see because i didn't want him to see it I mean, they could look at the bald tiles and say, you need tires. And you know what? That's what he said. He said, hey, I'll pass your van there. You did. He said, you need tires. I said, yeah. And he said, one of them's flat. <laughs> I said, I know. I know. We're going to get tires. He said, when are you going to get them? I said, I know. We're going to get tires. <laughs> well, before they left, they wrote us out a check. And said, Drenda and I, I just talked to Drenda, and they, we want to buy tires for your vehicle. And, you know, we do what we always do. What all of us good believers do. No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. 
I could not ask you to do that. Inside, you're going, yes, 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 yes. But it's embarrassing because you want it to happen, but yet, and he's just, and he's, he doesn't do anything just willy-nilly. He's like, I want to sow into you. I'm going to teach you this kingdom. And he hands me this check. So I took the check. We got the tires, but it made me hungry. You hear what I'm saying? How could he do that? I mean, we were just like, God, you better rain down tire money. And he started teaching me that I don't have to ask God for things he's already provided for. I just have to walk it out. But I didn't know that back then. So that was my journey of starting. A fit. And, you know, we got tires for the van and he started showing me more things. And I started figuring things out. I started trusting. Now, here's what I'm trying to tell you. The check represented money. Did he hand me the money in cash? No, but I trusted because what was written on that deed or receipt or paper was good enough. What are you seeing? Is God's word good enough? Is it good enough if God says, I'm going I'm to take care of you? Do you believe it before you see it? Trust. I thanked Pastor Gary before we even got the tires. Of course, it was easier when I had the check in my hand. But I knew the money was there. I didn't have to worry about, you know, the check wouldn't be any good. That's how we have to be with God. Before it shows up, Father, I thank you that you're meeting every one of my needs. And I'm not preaching to just you. I'm preaching to me. I don't care how long you've been walking this. You got The enemy wants to shake your cage. Thank him before it shows up. You know, that's the highest expression of, that's of one of those of praise. God, I thank you. The enemy's like, you can't even see it. Yes, I can. I can see it. Gratitude before the answer materializes speaks volumes to God. Shows your trust in him and your belief will come to pass. Our third thought this morning is act. James 2.26, just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. You need to hear the word to build your faith. So how do you get more faith? Romans 10.17 says, faith comes by hearing, hearing the good news about Christ. Here we go. So again, I'm, I'm not just talking to you, I'm talking to me. But what are you listening to? Whatever or whoever has your ear has your faith. If you listen to as the world turns, that's where you think you're going to get your faith. That's kind of shaky. I don't know why I got all these soap operas in my mind I want to start saying. If your hope is in Ryan, I don't even know if that's still on. You better put it somewhere else. If you're living on the edge of night, okay, I'll quit. Whatever or whoever has your ear, that's where your faith is. My wife has helped teaching me that. So I, I started, you know, I asked the Lord, so what can I do? So lately I've been listening to more podcasts, faith, life-giving podcasts. That just, some of them are only 8, 10, 12 minutes. Just a boost, just a, a shot of faith. It's just like, yes, I needed to hear that. So if you're today and you're this morning, you're saying, Brett, I'm in a row, I'm, I'm, I'm in a rut. I just, I can't see above the curb. I'm broke. I'm busted. I'm disgusted. I'm depressed. I'm alone. I'm abandoned. I'm addicted or I'm overwhelmed and whatever the case is, start with one little change. Listen to God's word. 
hear his word. It's the most powerful force in the universe. I mean, the word of God, it will change. You know that God's word doesn't change, but it can change everything in its wake. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It is just the word of God. It is just saying, you know, just at the mention, just at the mention of the name of Jesus, the enemy begins to tremble. Just if you know the knowledge and the power that God has put in you because of Jesus, the enemy is afraid. What do I let? Well, get a, I mean, in today's age of technology or today's, I mean, age of technology, if you have a smartphone, you can put all kinds of things on there. Podcasts, whatever. Maybe an MP3 player or just get some CDs, put them in a boombox, play them around your house. Your phone, you can even get those earbuds that don't have cords or you can get cords if you like cords. But just listen to stuff. Put post-it notes up on your mirror when you're, Shaving in the morning, talking mostly to guys. So, girls, I'm not talking about you shaving in the morning. <laughs> but they just say, say, push play. Because you're going to remind yourself, I need to listen to a podcast today. Put it on your commute to work. Instead of listening to, I'm not saying Christian radio is not good, but listen to something that's also going to feed your spirit. Do whatever it takes to hear the word. If you can do it for 21 days, you know they say it takes 21 days to make or break a habit. My wife has said this and challenged our dream teamers. Proverbs has 31 chapters in it. What is the date today? Read Proverbs 6. Tomorrow, read Proverbs 7. The next day, read Proverbs 8. The next day, Proverbs 9. If the month only has 28, stop at 28. And then the next month, go right back to 1 again. I mean, Proverbs is just full of wisdom. And then, you know, if you got some other stuff that, hey, I want to read more than that, then start in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. You know, there's no books in there, Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> They're not going to help your faith. But listen to what I'm trying to tell you here. The secret of your future is in your daily routine. The secret of your future is in your daily routine. If you change your routine... You will change your life. Small changes make a big difference. Little changes. I, you know, I would rather somebody that said, you know what, Brett, I'm going to read five minutes or pray five minutes a day than not pray for seven days and try to pray 35 minutes in one day. Give me the guy that's going to at least pray five minutes in a day because he's got a little bit of touch at least every day. Change your routine, you'll change your life. If you change and start saying, God, what do you want me to do? You'll start heading towards your destination. As your faith grows, everything around you will grow as well. In a week, how much faith are you hearing? Who or what controls your ears controls your faith? What's speaking in your life? Is it news? Is it Fox? Is it CNN? Is it the government? Is it your TV? Is it your barber, your hairdresser? Just other people? Who's speaking in your life? I can tell you this. I don't have to know who has your ear if I just look at your friends. And I don't mean this in a bad way. I'm just saying. 
It'll tell me who, who has your ear. If you're hanging around people that are negative and complain all the time and they don't want to do anything, they don't want to push themselves, you should love them and you should be an example to them. But I'm telling you, I don't let people like that speak into my life. Because you start becoming who you hang out with. Guard your ears. They lead to your faith, to your heart, and to your belief system. When God tells you to do something, you're going to need to take a leap of faith to do it. And that leap is just a launch pad. It starts everything out. Whatever you've been building or listening to it starts coming out. Because there's going to be pressure no matter what you do. You want a new job? You got to learn a new job or wherever you go to work, there's going to be new people, new challenges, everything. You know, you just got to. Isn't that how life is? When you were first going, you had kindergarten, right? Remember kindergarten when you were my age? You were kindergarten. You went to school. We didn't have homeschool back then. At least, you know, Little House in the Prairie might have had it. Well, they still went to school. <laughs> but then it was you got into first grade. You, got, you know, you stayed first through fifth. And if you were a first grader, you couldn't wait to get to fifth grade because fifth graders ruled, didn't they? When you got to be a fifth grader, man, you were king of the school. What happened then? Middle school. Sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. You're back on the low end of the totem pole again. Eighth graders are like, we live, yeah. Eighth graders. So you couldn't wait to get an eighth grader. And then Marion, you went to the freshman building. It's <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> So you go to the freshman building. All ninth graders from everywhere when I was in school were all combined in this. So we were all kind of on equal ground. So we really didn't jockey for position. Then you went to high school. All started again, 10th, 11th, and 12th. Seniors rule. And you just, you know, but that's how life has been. And that's what happens. But boy, we need God. Your faith isn't moved by circumstances. Your circumstances are moved by your faith. Your faith is not moved by circumstances. Your circumstances are moved by your faith. I've got one more thought to say today, but let me just tell you, if you've already believed you received when you prayed, it's easier to maintain something that I already have than to try to obtain something I don't have. Think about it. If, I'm, if I've already got it, then I'm going to guard it and I can enjoy the benefits of what I already have than trying to obtain it. You have to think about that for a minute. Here's number four, prepare. Ezekiel 38.7, get ready, be prepared, keep all the, the armies around you, mobilize and take command of them. Prep time is never wasted time. Start doing something. Zig Ziglar, he, he's passed away now, but this is one of the things he said. You don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. I thought, what a great quote. You don't have to be great to start, but you got to start to be great. Did you know this? How many remember ba basketball fans? Larry Bird. When I was growing up, Larry Bird was big. And, you know, and this is a, this is a fact. Larry Bird would shoot 500 free throws every morning before he went to school. You know why he was great? Because he prepared. You look at any of the great athletes, and I'm not talking about their spiritual well-being. I'm just talking about they're good at what they excelled in. That's what they did because they prepared. Their first one on the field, last one off, whatever, but they prepared. 
People are rewarded in public what they practice in private. So what can you do today? I want to prepare. I want to be proactive. I want to start reading this. Maybe I'm just giving you ideas. I'm going to start reading one book a month. I'm going to get on a budget. You don't have a budget? Get yourself on one. I'm going to exercise 20 minutes, three to four times a week. I'm going to do a devotion every day. I'm going to read a proverb every day. I'm going to save money. I'm going to do spring cleaning. Everybody loves that. I'm going to clean out the garage. Mm -hmm. I'm going to weed the garden. Go to night school. I don't know. What's God telling you to do? Remember, when opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare. I'm going to say this, and I'm, I'm just about finished. And that's true. I'm about finished uh, with the message. But I was at, uh, when I was ordained in the Assemblies of God... Uh, and I told you that before, they had a, what they called family camp. Anybody, if you were in the AG, remember, I know my dad would remember family camp. And they'd go there, and that, everybody from all over the state of Ohio would go for this week at the, at the church campground. So they'd go there, and everybody would do, you know. And I was on my way out the door, and the Lord spoke to me on my way out the door. He said, go back in and get a track, which at that time was cassettes. Now, I, I had a Trans Am at one time, had eight track. Anybody remember eight track? <laughs> then anyway, he said, go back and get a track. You'll need it. So I went and got a track. I kind of didn't even think about it. And before too long the evening, I went to family camp. I was just going to go visit mom and dad. And they were there in their camper and stuff like that. And the guy that was running the camp came up and said, hey, we had somebody not show and whatever. And I heard you, you were a Carmen singer. Would you sing tonight? And I was like, Sure, okay. He said, do you have anything to sing with? And I'm just like, I just so happened to bring a cassette. We have to prepare. Because when opportunity comes, it's too late. Ask yourself, are you ready to take a leap? Look, expect, act, and prepare. See further. Go further. Expect and move the stakes. I want you to listen. We're about to receive communion. If you didn't get any of the elements, if you raise your hand, the ushers will make sure that they get them for you. This is real important. You don't have to be a member of True Life Church to receive communion, but the Bible is pretty specific. It does say that you be a member of the body of Christ. In other words, you've asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. If you haven't and you want to do that, I'm going to pray first before we do communion, and I'll give you that opportunity. Those that are online will be more than happy to pray with them as well um, and, and have that happen. But because this is something that's so important, this is what shows the covenant we have with God. He sent his son to die for our sins. So if you need uh, elements, just raise your hand and do that. But let's pray first. Let's believe God. So those that are online, if you've never received Christ or would like to, you can say this prayer. Those that are in here, if there's anybody who would like to do this, just bow your head and close your eyes. Just repeat this after me. Dear Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. From this day forward, I will serve you. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you said that and you believed it, that's the important part then you're born into the family of God. 
and things will start happening for you. I mean, you're going to have to walk them out. You're going to have to take that leap. They don't just happen. There's, there's blessings that will happen just because you're God's kid. But if you want to get to where you're going to go, you're going to have to do it by faith. You're going to have to walk. All right, so we have these in front of us. If you peel that first layer off, there's a little wafer there. So if you can get that, some of these sometimes are kind of tricky to get off. And now, if you're not ready to take communion, that's okay too. If you have awed against someone and you need to do some things to make that right, it's okay. There's no judgment here. If you feel like I'm just not ready, that's fine. But those that are, we're going to do this together today. And so those that are watching online, hopefully you've had some time as I've stalled a little bit to grab a cracker or something. But let's just believe what this represents. This represents the body of Christ, which was broken for you for every healing that you would need. It's already been provided for mentally, physically, spiritually, socially, financially. Jesus already paid the price. I don't have to beg for what I already have. Let's thank him for it. If you peel the rest of that back, you'll get to the grape juice, which symbolizes his blood that was shed for the remission of our sins, which covers all the things you've done wrong. And we thank God for that. He was the perfect spotless lamb. And that's why we can be who we are because of Jesus. Let's thank him for that. Amen. And amen. He's such a good God, don't you say? Come on, he's so good. Well, let's stand to our feet and let's <laughs> thank the Lord and just receive a blessing for this and let's just receive our offering. Pastor Kim's gonna be coming up here with me for just a second. But just thanking God, this is part for the house Sunday and we're, you know, we're doing so many things, we're, we're planning so many things and I appreciate your generosity and, and what God is doing. This church is changing. We're, I mean, future plans are even opening the courtyard. And so during the summer, you know, we're going to do some things where we have some umbrella tables and different things. I mean, we're just going to, we're going to knock this place out of the park. It's going to be great. And uh, we can't do that without your help. And we just thank you. We're going to reach more people for Jesus. That's the goal. So let's pray over this offering. You just be obedient. Those online, we appreciate you as well. You can text to give. You can give online. You can send it to 374 North Main. But we thank you so much for your generosity. Father, in the name of Jesus, we speak life to this. I thank you for multiplication. Lord, by your kingdom, as we give our tithe and offering, it says that you rebuke the devourer. And so, God, I thank you, Lord, that this money will go to the places you need it, will uh, multiply, and we have more than enough in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.